Hi, everybody. It's episode 470 of PodQuest. Hey, not nice. <laughs> oh, this guy. It's Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. I'm Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi, I'm here. For a second there, you, you paused just long enough at that beginning that I thought you got distracted or your, your mic died. <laughs> no, I was trying to figure out what to say. <laughs> oh, how you guys doing? Okay. Oh, you know, I'm doing. It's it's Wednesday. The week's half over. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, are you, are you going to um, Newfound Glory and All-American Rejects tomorrow? Yep. Nice. Did, did you happen to see that um, they added the starting line? No, I did not. Yeah, apparently... Just found out, end of June, they added the starting line to, to the lineup. Cool. Um, which, they're apparently local. I never realized. Huh. Neither so, did I. Yeah, apparently, like, that, there was a lot of people, like, complaining that, like, they weren't on the, uh, the ticket for, like, the two shows near where they were from, the Jersey and, <laughs> and Philly. So, they got added to the, uh, the Jersey and Philly outings. Which is cool, cause, like, Philly, Philly kinda got, like, screwed compared, like, every other, every other city had, um, four. Um, and Philly was only going to have three, three bands, that is. Huh. And yeah, extra weird that they were going to not have the band that was like fairly local, like play those shows. The only thing I can think is both Motion City and the starting line just played adjacent. And, you know, that is close enough to both where they played in New Jersey and Philly that like, you know, I could see that being a reason why they skip it, but also like Newfound Glory's been through this area like four times in the last year and a half. So yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> so I think they played Atlantic City last summer, and then the Brooklyn Bowl in September, and then Keswick in March, and then mm. now back again in this August. They just like Philly better, apparently. I mean, Philly's great. Eh, it's all right. You know what? You know what? What's funny? I've always heard that like there's certain places where like the crowds are just shit for concerts. Um, Georgia is apparently one of those. That doesn't surprise me. Um, and like, I never know if that was true or not, but I was trying to see like, kind of like how long the sets were and like what's, what songs they were playing. Um, and the first night of this tour, um, apparently like everything was wrong. Um, I think they, they started in Florida and the get up kids only played like two songs. The starting line played like three. I think newfound glory played most of their set and all American rejects played their full set, but like everything was delayed. Apparently there were all sorts of audio issues. But, like, setlist.fm was, like, still had everything listed and had, like, notes like, hey, there were audio issues. They didn't play a full set. Um, as they were, pl- like, basically as it was happening. Like, that same night the set lists were going up. Um, I checked for the next show with Georgia, like, the next day, and there was just nothing. And then, like, the next day after that one, like, there were, like, four songs for, like, the starting line. I don't think Get Up Kids had anything. Um, the only one that had a full set list was um, All American Rejects. She's like, oh, yeah, no, apparently Georgia just does not give a fuck about anything. Because <laughs> then, like, the, the very next show, like, full set list again. Who knows? Ugh, I don't even know about it stuff anymore. Oh, you guys want to hear something kind of cool? What's that? Th- this is entirely, like, personally cool. It really won't matter to either of you. But so, you know how I went to, like, a really shit school? Uh-huh. And it, it got closed and, and had lawsuits and everything against it? Yeah, right. wasn't it, like, unaccredited or whatever? Or, I mean, it was like, never an accredited college. Like, the credits weren't good to go anywhere. It was ITT Tech, for anyone wondering. Yeah. Um, so, they like, all sorts of lawsuits, like, all, like all sorts of shit. Um, my my federal loan through them just got canceled. Nice. Um, I had gotten, in, in like, an email from the Department of Education back in October of last year, like, telling me that was going to happen, but not really giving me any information. Um, mm-hmm. It basically just said, like, hey, like... 
this place sucks. You don't have to pay it anymore. We just don't know when. Like, yeah. if if your loan is in repayment, you can just stop paying, and you probably won't like hurt your credit. Um, <laughs> and like I tried reaching out to them a couple times, and even to like the actual loan people, Navinet, I think they're called, or no, it's something Navient. else. Now. It's not Navinet anymore. Um, they've it's changed that, like four times. It's it's Navient now. It is or no? Is it? Um, it's Advantage. Advantage, yeah. That's yeah. I, it was I had, Sally May, and then it was yeah. Navinet. Yeah, and now it's the advantage. Yeah, uh, well, that's the thing. Um, they were because Biden's whole uh, cancel student debt plan and everything when he got uh, elected in, and then he was trying to cancel up to ten thousand for everyone because of the pandemic. That got pushed back, or that got declined, and then the Republicans were trying to stop him from doing what you just got advantage of. Yeah, like exactly. they were trying to even stop that because that's been in the works for longer. Um, yeah. And so that's why they were like, yeah, you're not going to have to pay this, but we just don't know when it's going to come off is because they literally the it's because there's another school in like Florida that uh, had the same issue. And it's like it was like canceling all of their debt because that school was a bad it was an un, it became unaccredited. The, the credits became unuseful and people got scammed basically by going to that school, probably similar to what was going on with IGT Tech with you. And so it's yeah. just like, all right, well. Now you don't have to pay for your education, which, I mean, you still got your education. It might not have been great, but you still got your education. I mean, to be fair, I, I literally learned nothing there. Yeah. Um, but I also, like, I graduated with a fairly high GPA, and I only went, like, once every other week. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, the the actual, the, the so the bad news is, like, I still have a, a fairly hefty um, private loan that, like, mm-hmm. Private loans, they, they don't give a shit. Like, I'll be paying that for another 20 years. Yeah. Um, but on top of it being canceled, um, apparently, I also qualified for just a refund of the last 13 years that I've been paying. Oh, nice. shit. So, like, on Saturday, uh, we got mail, and I, and I pulled it out, and it had rained, of course, so, like, it was sopping wet. But it, it looked like it, it was a check. I'm like, why the fuck it, did I get sent a check for something? I opened it up, and it was a check for, like, yeah, like, the last 12 or so years worth of um, payments to that one. Nice. Yeah. So that was a that was a fun little thing to have happen. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's good that they did that. Like, it's great that they like yeah. they were they they refunded you and everything. It's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it it was a nice little like oh okay. So while this was a waste of money, it was a very good savings account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm uh, not. You can't say good savings account because there's no interest added to it. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. It was it a really was a, good piggy bank. It was it was it, it was a refund. So my uh my roommate's my sister. Um she has owed on taxes the past couple of years because of getting married and things like that and she gets well what's the point of getting married if if you don't get tax refund? But I'm like well that's not the point of getting married. You don't get anything for getting married from taxes. Whatever. Um so she uh she now uses because she doesn't know how much to pay into extra into her taxes, so she doesn't owe. Which I told her, twenty bucks a paycheck is more than enough. She started putting a hundred dollars a paycheck into her taxes extra. Wait, how do they end up owing money? I, I, I'll, I'll tell you the real likely way is when they got married. Uh, if they updated their W two or W fours and changed it to married withholding status it probably fucked both their withholdings because 
I'm pretty sure when you change things over to married, it starts to assume the other, it's that both people aren't necessarily working, and it doesn't with, start withholding at the next threshold, because that's how American taxes work. After From X point to Y point, you owe a certain amount. From Y to Z, you owe more, and so yeah. on and so on. So if they change their shit to married, it probably stopped withholding the right amount. Yeah, so they. I think what it was is they, they might have changed it to married, but also still claim zero. Um, but also, my company sucks, and for I, I owed last year. I keep owing, even though I claim zero. My federal, I owe. My state, I get like two, three hundred back. So, like, I, I have to pay an extra twenty because I don't know what happens, what it is, what we filled out wrong. But apparently, the tax forms that we filled out are different than the tax forms we used to, and so we, I, I don't know. They're, well, it is your your company's not based in New Jersey anymore, right? No, they're they're uh, out in uh, Virginia, one of the Virginias. So- I know that can get wonky, and there's a good chance Drew's company, being like good at what they do, does their taxes right. Yours being yeah. a giant fucking shit show yeah. might not be taxing you correctly based on the state you live in, which is impacting your state and federal taxes. Yeah, so that would have no impact on the federal tax. Yeah, it, where they're where they're located would would not affect federal. It would only affect state. Um, because, like, I'm not paying extra tax or low, less tax because, like, I'm still working in New Jersey. Although my company right. is based out of Virginia, I work out of New Jersey. But are you so taxed all of out my, of New Jersey? I'm taxed out of New Jersey. Okay. So all of my taxes are taxed from New Jersey. It's just the the tax form that they sent to us to fill out. I claim zero. I don't have any claimants on my tax form. And I still end up owing, like, 100, 100 bucks a year or, like, 90 bucks. It's not a lot. That's still so wild, it's, though. But yeah, but honestly, the thing is that that's kind of how it's not kind of how taxes should be. What it should be is I should end up owing zero because that's how taxes should be. Well, taxes yeah. should be you don't owe or get anything. Like it but should like just be that you, you pay what you, you owe. For, the fact that you work from home, you own a home. You, like, do you still have student loans? Uh, I, I was not paying them during throughout the pandemic because they were oh the right because they were off for, uh, federal. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you had all federal. I well, I had two federal and one private, but I ended up paying that off mid uh mid mid last year. Oh, good for you. So, but like that was like eighty bucks a, a a month. It was not a lot of money. Um, so like it wasn't really. I wasn't getting much back from my uh tax. Like so, like in twenty twenty one when I filed my taxes for twenty one. So last year when I filed for twenty one, I got back about 90 bucks because I used the energy credit for getting a new HVAC in 2021. That's oh, the only reason I didn't. That. What's that? I forgot you had done that. Yeah. But I can't do that anymore for the rest of my life because fucking it's stupid. If I have to get a new HVAC system, I don't get that credit again. You can only claim it once per type. So you can only claim it once in your lifetime for HVAC, once in your lifetime for Windows, uh, once in your lifetime for whatever else. That's what my tax guy said. But I was like, look, I, I, uh, if I don't claim it, I'm gonna owe, and I'd rather just not owe. So I got like 90 bucks back because of all that. Um, and, but then last year I ended up owing, and I did my taxes online, uh, uh, had to do extra stuff with Twitch. I think this year I'm gonna go back to a tax guy because of all the Twitch stuff, just to figure all that out and make sure I'm doing that right. But also apparently I can claim things, and I'm gonna be claiming medical stuff because 
all of that is claimable. Um, and you damn well know I'm claiming the $250 CT scan I had to pay for. So, I mean, that it also doesn't help that like insurance in this country is terrible. Uh, my insurance is the worst. It's the absolute worst. I'd rather be uninsured than have my insurance because at least I'm saving 90 bucks a paycheck. That's that is unfortunately at like most Americans. You say that, but then that CT scan would have cost $2,500. Yes, but the 90 bucks a paycheck that I put into my health insurance every two weeks or every paycheck equals out to $2,500. So my, my deductible plan that I have to pay $90 a paycheck for, I have to put $2,500 into as well before I get any sort of benefit. I could have just had that $90 in my pocket and spent that $2,500. Like, like, but honestly, the thing is, I wouldn't have been going to the doctor or anything, or I'd have Obamacare-type insurance instead of this, which honestly is probably better. I, I haven't looked at the ACA in a while, but I'm sure it's better than what I have. It's possible. Also, also, you would have gotten fucked on taxes by not having health insurance. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I'm saying like in a, in a, in a, in a perfect world where you don't need to have health insurance because the government pays for it. You know, like half the other, half the developed world. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, enough of this real, real, real adult talk. Uh, Rich, what's on the agenda? On the agenda is, uh, we, 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 we all listen to some music. Um, I guess, Cobb, you played Baldur's Gate 3? I did. Um, I played Death's Door and, um, Cobb wants to talk about Pokemans, because he has a reason. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so, Rich, be- because you hate music, what did you think I, of the music this week? I, I don't hate music. <laughs> I know, I just, I'm kidding. So, I've realized over the course of the, this I, this past week that uh, I, when it comes to music, I am similar to how Drew is when it comes to story. I don't remember I listened to it after I'm done listening. And That's so, weird. I like, like... I'll have, if I hear it again, like, I'll be, I'll, I'll probably recognize it, but I, of the, of these two albums we listened to, so it was, um, uh, Fear by Stand Atlantic and, uh, Anthem by Lesson Jake. I did Good like job. three, I, I thumbs up, I, I had to look at it. I thumbs up three songs. Um, literally, and I'm gonna start with Stand Atlantic. Uh, they That's came not- out hard with Doomsday, their first song on the album. And then the rest of the album just was just it didn't keep going down, but it went down for me. Really, I personally think Doomsday was the best song on the album, and I like there might have been like one other that I kind of started to dig. So basically, over the course of the last week, I listened to Doomsday every day during my walks with Chase, and then today, uh, today and like last week, I list I listened to nothing but Less Than Jake while working today. And then I listened to it once or twice last week as well and throughout the week. Like, and I, I can't tell you anything specific about any sort of songs except for, uh, let's, let's look at the album real quick because I can only remember it based on where it is in the album. I think the science of selling yourself short, there's that part that's where that's a like, real good one. Mm-hmm. That's one of the two that I thumbs up in that album. I thought you said, oh, so, so you thumbsed up two Less Than Jake songs in one Yeah, I thumbs, I thumbs up uh, Doomsday from Stand Atlantic, and I thumbs up The Science of Selling Yourself Short. Because I think that's the part where it's like, that's the one where, like, uh, like there, there's just, I think everyone sings along at a certain point. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of that. That, um, cause, that, like, that got me. And, like, I, I was singing along with that. 
And so I thumbs up. It, that one that one also does um like Roger sings most of it, but there is a bit like towards the middle end that uh that Chris sings. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, it was either that one or Escape from the A-Bomb House. Okay, which, that's another good one. Which, right now, I don't know which one is which that I liked more. I don't know um, which one is which that I'm thinking about. The Science of Selling Yourself Short has a little bit more of like a reggae sound to it, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think it's The Science of Selling Yourself... Uh-huh. I think that's The Science of Selling Yourself Short, right? Yeah, yes. like, like it starts out... I've. I've come to my senses that I've become senseless. Um, I, I, all I know is when they all start singing. I'll sing, na, na. I'll sing along, yeah, yeah. with every uh, that's, emergency. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I would sing along to that. That's really most of what I remember from that song. And that's the front, like, that it, I enjoy music, but I don't fully listen to music. I just enjoy not being silent. And that's so, a weird like, way to put it. <laughs> No, I, I, anxiety gives, or, or silence gives me anxiety. It gives no, me I just, anxiety. I just mean the, I don't listen to, like, I don't listen to music, I just enjoy not being silent, was just a, we, like, I've never heard anyone put it like that. Yeah, it's, like, like, I'll, I'll let, like, when I do, if I, I, I have to hear it a bunch of times to really catch me. Like, Doomsday was the first song in a long time that I heard once and was like, let's go. I, for instance, uh, we talked about music on Brose the other day, um, and I had been listening to Ludo for several years. I don't even know who that is. They're, uh, I don't really know what you would qualify them, like, uh, genre-wise. Um, uh, fans might also, like, Say Anything. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I know Say Anything. Uh, let's see. Uh, Flowbots, but uh, I, I, I think that's just based on my listenings. Uh, but I've been listening to Ludo for forever, uh, for at least since 2018. Um, they haven't really had a new album since 2010. They did just release a new single, though. Um, but they have this song called Whipped Cream that came out on the album in 2010 that I had never heard before. And that, I heard it once, I listened to it, I'm like, this is a bop, and I can't believe I've never heard this song. This is great. Uh, and that's just like, it's not often that I hear a song one time, and I'm just like, I connect to this song, and I like it a lot. But Doomsday from Sand Atlantic was that song. And then there like there might have been a couple of others where I'm like, alright, I like this song, but it's not I love this song. And that's, then just That's yeah. fair. Drew, how about you? I mean, these are two bands that I have seen live a bunch of times each now. Uh they're both really good albums. I don't like Doomsday that much from Stand Atlantic. I kind of like some of Stand Atlantic's older stuff more than this album in general, but... I mean, it's... this album, it's got a lot more... It leans a little more poppy in, in some cases, and has, like... It, it's got a lot of, like, features. Yeah. Like, if you had to pick a favorite song off of it, though, what would it be? Blood Clot, probably. Okay. Because that kind of sounds more... A, a bit more like older Stand Atlantic stuff. That's fair. I can see that. I do like Blood Clot. I also, I really like Pity Party. It's just super catchy. It is. Rich, I'm sad that you didn't pick Pity Party. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I had, I had to listen to, I had to turn it on real quick. Um. For which one? I, for Pity Party. Okay. Uh, and I just, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't get into it. I like, I, mean, I, I was, I thought it, that was one of the songs where I was just like, alright, this is, this is fine. This is fine. Um, but that's it. I think, you know, the other song is Molotov that I really like. That, that is another good one. Uh, yeah. But like, I'd say, I actually, th- I think Pity Party and Blood Clot are like my two, 
favorites off the album. Though I also do, I like um, uh, Hair Out, Doomsday, Death Wish, and Molotov quite a bit too. Like, to be fair, like, I picked this album because, like, I actually don't dislike any of the songs on it, but, like, some of them definitely stand out more than others. Uh, yeah, that's how I'd feel about this. Yeah. But, like, Rich, knowing knowing that you don't really listen to a lot of albums and, and all that, like, it's curious that, like, that one song kind of, like, clicked for you, but, like, none of the others did. It's, I, it's, honestly, it's how it starts. Like, like, Doomsday just starts, and it just goes. And it really, it was, that was, I, like, I didn't listen to Lesson Jake before this. That, that was, I believe, the first song I listened to between these two albums. And it just hit me right away. I really liked it. And then, like, the rest of the songs kind of, like, start a little bit slower, with then co- which then causes me to kind of check out. But then, like, I, I think Molotov, like, it, it picks up really soon into the start, and I just, like, it, it hits me again. And I don't know, I, the, the, like, I think, what was it? Um, was it Hair Out? Hold on. Yeah, Hair Out. I, like, it was because she starts right with the lyrics, and there's, like, no backing track to the lyrics. I'm just like I like I don't know it just didn't hit me for it didn't that didn't really hit me quite quite as much like it was just like and there's nothing against her voice it's not like I don't like her voice I don't, it's not like I I thought singer wise both of these bands were were good uh, uh and and nice to listen to um I don't know I just I'm weird. so it, did, it I'm, didn't make your blood curdle the way Boys Night Out did yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, like, my, my musical tastes are so broad, but, like, are also so specific. And, like, I, I can, I'll go from listening to pop to listening to, 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 uh, Less Than Jake. Or I'll go from listening to fucking Taylor Swift to listening to Five Finger Death. No, that, that's a bad example. Fuck Five Finger Death Punch. Um, so what I'm getting here is you have bad taste in music. No, it's not that I have bad taste. It's just... (laughs) It's, it might be. Know, you, you just threw down five figure death punch. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't actually really listen to them anymore. It was just I was trying to figure out if more uh, like the an opposite of Taylor Swift and five finger death punch isn't quite an opposite of Taylor. Swift. Falling in reverse. I mean, yeah, yeah, they are. They're, 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 I would say they were. Per- they're pretty close. I mean, I would say five finger death punch is pretty close to opposite of Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift is good. Five finger death punch sucks shit. Yo, you know what I. So I knew that like the tour she's on now was like huge. Um, I did not realize she was actually on stage herself for like three, three and a half hours every night. Oh yeah, yeah. she's doing like forty-five song sets. Like, yeah, like I, I had no, like I haven't like looked to see like what that tour was beyond just knowing that like it was huge and it has made over a billion dollars. But like yeah. she is doing like three to five nights per city in a row for three hours a night that's Mm -hmm. fucking insane well like when she was coming around to philly i looked because like around that time around the same time tickets went on sale for taylor swift and bruce springsteen and both had like the ridiculous pricing shit going on taylor swift doing 45 song sets bruce springsteen doing 18 like at least you're getting your money's worth out of the fucking taylor swift show that's true like at that point like yeah like 1500 bucks for three hours of, like, the headliner? That's yeah. <laughs> fucking something else. Yeah, like, I, I was blown away when I saw that. I'm like, you know what? Fucking good for her, and, like, I understand why people were, were spending that kind of money. Yeah. It, it's not, like... D- yeah. doing the work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And like and I've seen, like I've seen clips. She, like she's definitely putting on a hell of a show from what I've seen. Yeah, and like she's also like she gave the truck drivers like a twenty five million dollar bonus, like all together, not obviously each one, but like she spent like a huge amount of money of her own money or her corporation's own money, basically, because she's now a corporation, basically, uh, to give them a bonus for all of the driving that they had to do and getting every- and everything like that, like. She made the city of Pittsburgh like one point two billion dollars in, in in tax revenue. Wow! Or some, I I might be making up that I might be inflating that number a bit. I'd have to look it up again. But it was like she, the, she made the city of Pittsburgh a lot of fucking money during oh, yeah. her show. I'm sure she's like, making all these cities. Tons. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like there are people driving from states away that were only able to get tickets for like that one random show twelve hours away. That like they hopped in the car and they fucking drove to that show. Well, I mean, you're you're at Pittsburgh. Everything's twelve hours away, even if you're in Pennsylvania. So, that, I mean, that's true. Um, but yeah, like I, I was just, I was blown away when I saw that. And also, like, fucking, she's re-recorded two albums this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, she's it, uh, Taylor's version is what they're called. If you didn't know, it's because she couldn't get her originals back, but she got the rights to this. She couldn't get the original recordings back. The masters, the masters, but she owns the rights to the songs. Or something like that. So she's allowed to re-record and release them under her own masters. Yeah, she owns her entire music catalog again. It's similar to, like, stuff happened with the Beatles. Like, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog for the longest time. Um, because at some point after they broke up, like, their record label that they started, like, sold the rights to it. So, like, it was very hard to, like, license Beatles music for a while. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, I mean, fucking good on her. And, like, she, you know what? Like, her songs are catchy and, like... She's not like 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 your your generic pop music that's like somebody else is writing all the music for her and she's just regurgitating it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been. I think she's been writing a lot of her own music for a lot of our career. I think she's I, she writes all of it. I I'm, if she, I don't know that she's the sole writer for all of it, but I think she has a writing credit on every one of her songs. Yeah. I think she's actually written. I think when she was younger, she actually like wrote songs for other people too. She did. I just don't know who, but I'm sure she did. Yeah. So, like, fucking, like, she's put in the work. Good for her. She deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know who deserves to be big like that, though, too? Less than Jake. They've been doing it since 1992. You know what? Yes. <laughs> and those guys, they they put on one of the best live shows. Yeah. They like, do. They're, they're super high energy. Their trombonist is just all over the stage the whole show. Um, because, like, he plays a trombone, so, like, it's not there in every song, really. And they're just fun. They they have the toilet paper cannons. They have the wacky inflatable arm flailing two men. They usually have at least one person come out in like a costume at some point. It's just a good time. I forget. Did did you see them last month? No, because that was the same day as Cliff Diver. Right, right. So you were up in um in, I was out in North Jersey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No that that was a fun one. The only problem yep. with that one was it was at the TLA and the TLA is just too small. Yeah. But Drew, did you have a favorite song off of um Anthem? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm with Richie. Science of Selling Yourself Short is really fucking good. Yeah, I don't know. That I, Plastica Politics, also really, always really fun. That is another good one. That That's like a, both of those songs are very, like, they usually play those live, like, mm-hmm. regardless of, like, the tour, like, those are just on the set list. Um, I think because this most recent tour was, um, it was the anniversary for Hello Rock View, um, they didn't play plastic cup politics but they did play the science of selling yourself short but i think like the other like two or three times i've seen them they've they've had both of them on the set list um 
I am particularly fond of. I like both of those. I also really like Motown Never Sounded So Good. Um, that's another fun one. And uh, The Ghost of Me and You, I also like a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, Look What Happened is another one that, like, they play live a lot, and that's a good one. I like this. I like the the recorded version on Anthem, because um, near the end of it, there's um there's a female vocalist that comes in. Um, I honestly don't know who it is. It's probably actually on this um on this uh, Wikipedia page, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's not. No, it's not. Well, fuck me. I lied. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, at the end of Look What Happened on Anthem, because that one was that song is also recorded in on whatever album came before that. Borders and Boundaries, because I think it was Rockview, Borders and Boundaries, then Anthem. Um, it was like one of those, like, it hit both of them, but they did, it's like a different version on Anthem, and there's a female singer that's, like, um, doing harmonies with um, with them. So, like, it just, it sounds good. I like I like the way mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah. I like music. It's good. I, I would also like to see Stand Atlantic again, because the only time I've ever seen them was at um, Sad Summer. And, like, that's just a very short set for, like, any band playing before 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, like they get thirty minutes and that's it. <laughs> though, though there's, th- yeah, you were there for their set. Like you got there just as they went on, right? Yeah. Like they were one of the better sets leading up to like the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's always fun when like one of the like first bands is actually like into it and fun. Yeah. So, Rich, you gonna, you gonna go see Stand Atlantic next time they come around? Uh probably not. <laughs> I'd have to listen to more of their stuff. You listened to an I entire liked. album. You loved it. Yeah, yeah. I liked one song, and I yeah, but I you really liked, liked so much one you song, liked it. and I kind of liked another song. <laughs> like, I, it's I, I like I, I'd have to listen to more of their stuff if they come up and uh, on my shuffles, and and I like it, and there's enough of me liking it, I might dive into them more. But actually, do not. do either of you know like? Oh, I guess really just you, Rich, because you use YouTube Music still. Um, uh-huh. if you like a, if you like a song from a band and then you put on one of those, like, just like play me stuff I like, um, does it like intersperse like other songs from like that band and similar bands? I mean, it the should. way like Pandora used to do. It should. Like that's, I mean, I like things because it automatically adds it to a liked music playlist. Yeah. That um, I know. and there, it, uh, what they have is called super mixes. And so like, for instance, I've got, it shows me. Uh, I don't know, like ten. What is it? Five different super mixes right now, and like it's my generic super mix, which has like Yellow Card, Lesson Jake, Stand Atlantic, Boys Night Out. That's what it would mix for me right now, based on what I was listening to. Or I have another one where it's Fall Out Boy, My Chem, Paramore, All American Rejects. Uh, the next one, Good Kid, uh, Phone Boy, uh, Twenty One Pilots, Your Neighbors, uh, Lesson Jake, Cat Bite, Goldfinger, The Struts. And then set it off, Caleb Hiles, Amelie, and Icon for Hire, which, <laughs> that's interesting that set it off is in that list. Uh, because the rest of them are all you, oh no, Icon for Hire and set it off are both legit bands. Caleb Hiles and Amelie are fucking YouTubers. Uh, YouTube <laughs> musicians though. They're YouTube musicians. Like they do covers and they have some of their own music. And then the okay. last one, last one is Rise Against Sum 41, Star Lord Band, and Linkin Park. Oh Jesus! Which <laughs> Star Lord band from the from the Guardians of the Galaxy game? It's fucking Bob. That like, is wh- gr- that's a great album. The the one that like he got his name from in the game. Yeah, that I actually like. For it's like classic rock, and it is actually pretty good. Like it, it's it's across like multiple different genres. Like it, it spreads to 
a bunch of different genres. Uh, the first song Zero to Hero is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that, I, that, I remember that one in particular because it was like near the beginning of the game. But yeah, that, yeah. that, that was actually a pretty good, pretty good like soundtrack for that game. Um, yeah. but yeah, you should, um, you should listen to Jurassic Park by Stan Atlantic sometime. That song's fun. Uh-huh. And you also like the movie, so like it goes together. If I ever remember to, if it pops up, I'll listen. I can't listen Man. to it right now because we're. I know, but you can go like search it and like it or something. But I'm not just gonna like something your, I haven't just, listened to yet. Just fuck your whole algorithm, man. Do it. Just click like on a bunch of random stuff and see what happens. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to do that. The algorithm no, is already bad <laughs> enough on YouTube Music. I, the algorithm is bad on YouTube. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's be like it's, fair. It's telling me I should listen to the used, which I'm like I've never listened to the used in my life. Why not? The used are fucking great. The taste of ink. What songs? Least, what songs does it least, say? Uh, it's giving me. It's it's under the recommended albums, and it oh, okay. is uh, "Lies for the Liars." Okay. Have you really never listened to the Used though? Like it, like intentionally? I'm sure you've heard them before. So of their top music, which I mean, this goes through all of it. I've never liked a single mu- uh, uh, the Used song. So I, as far as I know, I've never listened to. Them. Yeah, I'd have to imagine at some point in your life you've heard like the Taste of Ink. Oh yeah, I've heard that song. Yeah, or like it, you might not recognize it from like the intro because like the Taste of Ink is just very iconic as far as their songs go. But like Box Full of Sharp Objects, um, Buried Yourself Alive, like you've probably heard the songs and it, it just you don't listen to them on your own. So like they're not a not a band that like you think of. No, they're good though. They put on a fun live show. Mm-hmm. Who did I just? Oh, with Pierce the Veil. That's right. Yeah, they did yep. play with Pierce the Veil. That was a good one. They were fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Rich, do you, do, do you have two albums for us? I mean, I could come up with two albums. If, Man, you're not even prepared. What are you doing? I mean, I've been I've been trying to think of this for for a bit. I've been trying to figure out what albums I would do. Um, I mean, look, you got Taylor Swift just released a new one. I see. That's <laughs> the thing. I I haven't listened to Taylor Swift since uh, "Look What You Made Me Do," which was fucking ten years ago. I um, I mean, she's been releasing all those albums, right? Uh, well, she that this is this is an album she hasn't re-released yet. Like oh. the song that like it's it's I, the the stuff that she's re-released is still her country shit. It's a country days still, as far as I can remember. But let's see, let's figure out. Uh, Cobb had never listened to Ludo before, so I'm tempted to do Ludo. I mean, based uh, on their like recommended other bands, like they seem like they would probably be dope. They're 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 pretty good. Like I said, they haven't had new music in uh, like almost ten years though. Like they, so, they'd be, they'd, they'd be an all time favorite then. Um, but I'm also leaning towards trying to be a little bit different with the albums. Um, I mean, you know what? Let's let's. Uh, I mean, fans also like Motion City. They can't be bad. Yeah, like did you look through? <laughs> say anything? Motion City soundtrack. Uh, Bayside, the Academy is spill canvas. Cute is what we aim for. Oh shit, the matches. Yeah, Cobra Starship. Oh, uh, so speaking of Cobra Starship, Fall Out Boy. When I saw them, uh, apparently had to last minute change plans for one of their Magic Eight Ball songs because uh, the lead singer from Cobra Starship was supposed to be a special guest, but his flights got canceled. Man, show respect. It's the lead singer from Midtown. Oh, fair. <laughs> so let's see. I, all right, we'll do we'll do that, and we'll do um, let's do. 
Do you guys want to listen to Ludo, or do you want to listen to something different that may not ever be on your wheel in your wheelhouse? Dude, totally up to you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, album number one is probably my all-time favorite album. It's probably got the most like songs I've ever liked in any album ever. Um, and you guys can probably see this come from a mile away. It's uh, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card because I fucking love Yellow Card. So we're gonna do the Ocean Avenue album. Okay. And then, um, uh, it, uh, sh- why am I blanking on their name right now? Here, that's their name. That's their name. I just need to figure out the name of the album of their first album. Is it not on, is it really not on YouTube? Oh, it's not on you. Damn, we can't do that one then. What is it? That's a you uh, problem. That's a me <laughs> problem. I don't know the name of the album, though, is the issue. What's, What's the, band? the band? It's Against the Current. Oh, which, which Against the Current album? They're the the one before uh, In Our Bones. So, like, I'm assuming it's their first one. Can't even remember the name of the album. I don't... Do they have one before In Our Bones? Yes, they do. No, they don't. They don't actually have... They don't have an actual album before In Our Bones. I swear no. they did. No, or, they have, like, well, some... Gra- they have EP, Gravity? Gravity, I mean, yeah. They, so there's two EP... No, Gravity's just one song. Oh, wait, never mind. Well, there's two different Gravity EPs on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, In Our Bones was their first album, and that was 2016. In 2015, they had Gravity, which was six songs. Um, yeah, and that was just an EP. See, I'm gonna have to figure out. We can't do that then, because I, I don't, I can't listen to that, that, I, that first one. I will say, um, their album Fever is very good. I actually haven't, li- I don't think I've listened to Fever. I was, I'm, see, I was trying to go, I, I'm shocked that you got, that you listened to that. Dude, so uh, Erica and I went to see them in in April. I did not know that. I did not know they actually came. They came around in April. Yeah, no they played the transfer. Um, so you they know, put on we'll, a very we'll good do, show. We'll do um, we'll do Ludo then. We'll do Ludo. Um, let's do uh, let's do their second album, which is uh, I'm finding it. Uh, prepare <laughs> the preparations. It's 2010. Um, it's got uh, it's got it's got a couple of my favorite songs from them. Honestly, my favorite song from them is on their first album, but uh, I can't remember any of the other songs on the album at the moment. Uh, but I, I, I really, I like. There's more liked songs on "Prepare for the Preparation," so we'll listen to that one. Uh, so it's yeah, uh, Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue, and Ludo. Prepare the preparations. Uh, Ocean Avenue was like what 2004, and Ludo's like 2010. I don't remember when. Also, I'll throw out there, um, just j- just for you. Um, if you like Against the Current, listen to everything they've done since they went independent last year. So, like, Fever on. Because mm-hmm. the songs are a little less poppy, um, but they're all very good. Yeah. that See, I started listening to them through YouTube because they did a bunch of covers. They did a bunch of covers. They did, um, uh, what is, uh, Shake It Off. They did a Taylor Swift cover. I mean, everyone did a Taylor Swift cover. But, like, they did Shake It Off. They did, um chocolate they did um they did a bunch of pop to to their style covers pop to rock or i guess you i don't i think i don't know what they're, they're like a pop rock like their early stuff is definitely more pop rock in our bones has some like pop punk leanings mm-hmm. um their newer stuff like fever on has more of like a it's like an edgier rock pop sound to it um, yeah but like the songs are just super super catchy yeah, you know what? So they were in Philly the weekend that Taylor Swift was. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Um, because um, the lead singer she made a comment about um wishing she was at the at the Taylor Swift concert. 
I, I mean, I know, uh, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison are going to their, the Taylor Swift concert near them together. Like, they're not bringing their wives or partners or kids. It's just the two of them go. That, that tracks. That yeah. tracks. But cool. So in two weeks, we'll listen to Ocean Avenue, which I actually just listened to in June because of the concert. Um, so at least that one's a little fresh in mind already. And then Ludo, who I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Prepare the preparation. Yeah. But like, like Drew said, like based on like the people that like this band also like, they're right in line with a lot of other very good bands. Yeah. And I haven't listened to their new song, Hey Friends, yet. Um, but I'll probably end up liking it. I don't know. Well, I guess you'll have to find out. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can move along now. Um, move along, move along, like I know you do. Seeing them tomorrow. Nice. See, uh, you know, I have a bone to pick with you guys. I swear I was made fun of by one or if not both of you guys for liking All American Rejects, for liking um, uh, Panic at the Disco back in the day. And you guys have been seeing them. And I am I know, I absolutely know I was made fun of for liking Yellow Card back in the day. Oh, yeah. I, I actually don't like Yellow Card that much. Uh, I went to see Yellow Card for Story of the Year. It's honestly same thing. Like, I... I think all American, American rejects are catchy. I, I they're one of those bands I only know their um their singles. Mm-hmm. Um, I but think I, I only know the one song. <laughs> uh, which one? The move along. Uh, dirty little secret. Oh, okay, that is. Um, gives them give them hell, and there's I love another give one. Them hell. I love that song. Like you definitely know more because they've had a they've had way more singles that got popular than you realize. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like tomorrow. I'm going for Starting Line and Newfound Glory. It just happens to be a uh, an All American Rejects concert, and I yeah. And you know what? Like, I yeah, don't like is... early. Um, I don't actually like early Panic at the Disco. Um, uh, what's that song? Um, I write some not tragedies. Super catchy. Like, if if it's played somewhere, I'm going to sing along to it. But like that album, I could care less for all the stuff he has done in the last like ten years or so. That mm-hmm. dude's a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's, he is a he is an amazing showman, incredible singer. Like he's the male Taylor Swift. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or I don't. He he. Is, okay. He. I think he identifies as male. I don't know if he is. I don't want to misgender. Is all. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure Brendan Urie identifies as male. I also. I don't know if. I don't even know how this happened to me. Just I don't watch YouTube the way either of you do. Have you all ever like fallen down like the rabbit holes of like vocal coaches reacting to singers? I I feel like I I've watched a couple things along those lines. So I've I've seen like a coheed one. I more so get like famous drummer hears band for first time. Most recently, yeah. I got one like drummer hears the Killers for the first time. Like, there's no fucking way you've never heard the Killers before. I think I might have seen that. It was like the drummer for like Dream Theater had never heard Mister Brightside or something <laughs> it like wasn't that. Wasn't Dream Theater the or Black Dahlia it? Murder? No, uh, it was, no. The, dr- the drummer, the drummer was like tall and lanky and skinny and really long hair. So the a drummer, re- well, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember. You, you described every drummer except for Travis Barker. Yeah, who is just lanky. Yeah. Um, but Megadeth's so, drummer. Okay. There, I knew it was. Weird, I knew yeah. it was like one of those like older like heavy metal drummer guys. But, um, yeah, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk Ver, 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 and yeah, Megadeth. But so, like, every so often, I fall down these weird rabbit holes with, with those. 
Like, it'll start with one, and I'll just kind of, like, keep following them. Um, it's rare, though. Um, but, like, there's one, there's, I think she's, like, an opera singer, apparently, too. Um, and, like, she, I, I saw her react to, um, Lorna Shore, which is a deathcore band. Um, which actually, Drew, since you listen to, like, heavy music with screaming, if you ever look up, um, I'll, I'll find the link for you because I can't remember the, the, the person's name, but it's Will Ramos from Lorna Shore and he gets scoped down his throat and they, they, um, video him screaming. It is super cool to see how his throat, like, reacts to the screaming. Interesting. I yeah. know this is a similar thing to that with, uh, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who played Beetlejuice on Broadway. Oh, Alex Brightman. Yes, yes. Why do I know his name and you don't? I, uh, it- <laughs> just escaped my head for whatever. He was also on an episode of Impractical Jokers. Um, but yeah, because he's got that weird, like, he can do stuff to his vocal cords without hurting them, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, the, so the, the thing when they do it with, um, the guy from Lorna Shore, so like they scope him through the nose so that he can still talk and scream and everything without like the stuff in his mouth. Um, he basically just like hyper, um, vibrates his vocal cords. It's really weird. Huh. But it's also very cool to see, like, how a throat reacts to that, because um, they have, like, an ear, nose, and throat doctor, like, doing it, obviously, um, who's, like, kind of, like, explaining and, like, having him, like, like talk and then hum and, like, do normal stuff so that, like, we can see, like, how the vocal cords react normally and then how they react with the screaming, with different types of screaming and stuff like that. But that that's actually not, not why I brought this up. Um, it, um, Brendan Urie-related... I once saw it, it was it was some English lady reacting to live performances of Panic at the Disco, and this lady was just totally smitten by Brendan Urie, <laughs> um, like just a hundred percent, just googly eyes for him. And at, he used to stream on Twitch, apparently. So at some point, he was streaming on Twitch, and the people in his chat got him to watch the YouTube video of this woman reacting to his singing. So. There was then a video of him reacting to her reacting. And then it got back to her that he reacted to her reacting. So she then watches that video. It was very weird. <laughs> but I ended up like following the whole train back and forth. And it, it was very inception-y. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry. I just remember that. And I thought it was very funny. I, uh, I saw, I don't know if this is actually true. I have to look it up, but I saw a potentially interesting newsworthy item. Which is? Hold on, I'm uh I'm confirming it first because I saw it on Facebook on a Facebook page. Uh yeah, so uh Keith David, uh he um I can't remember the actor's name. He was in the oh last yeah he two... he's taken over for Lance Reddick in Destiny. Yeah, he's taken for Lance Lance Reddick as uh Commander Zavala in Destiny. Yeah, I saw um Nathan Fillion may also be going back to do the robot that he did, Cade. Right? I mean, yeah, should it would just be Cade Seven. At this point, if Cade 6 is dead, that's how... Oh, right, because they killed him. I forgot about that. So he would come back as Cade 7, I think. I think that's how the robots work. Yeah, because he was Cade 6, so that would make sense. Yeah, they, um... It was, like, I think it was, like, shortly after they announced Keith David that I saw rumor... I think it was a rumor that he was coming back for it, so I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, the Keith David thing was real. Yeah, yeah. I I had to double-check that. I didn't want to say it and it'd be fake and it'd be somebody's like, oh, here's what it should be! Type of thing. So I just Which is a good call it. when you find it on Facebook. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't like an official Destiny page or, I don't know what it was from. It was, Facebook sucks and their algorithm's terrible. So like, I was just scrolling through for a second. I was like, oh, hmm. And then let me double check this before I mention. Yeah. Well, I guess the, the next thing, um, 
I played some Baldur's Gate 3. Did you have sex with a bear yet? No. <laughs> Are you going to have sex with a bear? I haven't met any druids, so I can't I can't really say yes or no. Okay. That is apparently uh, something you can do. So, yeah, apparently it is. Um, I don't know. So, here's the thing I don't know. Um, I don't know if in that video that um, Larian did for, like, the press event, I don't know if one of, like, if they were the druid or if they were playing as the other guy, who I believe is a vampire. He's a rogue elf vampire. Um, so I'm not sure, like, like exactly how that ends up working out. But I know from, from what I heard on podcasts, um, from people that were actually at the event, um, the people in the audience egged them on to do that. <laughs> so, like, I guess part, part of the demo, they weren't going to do the whole animal thing. Yeah. Um, but the people in the audience, like, egged them on and they did actually do the, like, the Drew would turn into a bear and then camera pans to the left. Um, but no, so I'm, I've played like eight or nine hours, I want to say. So I'm, I'm very early. Um, I'm a, I want to say I'm like, I'm at like the first settlement you get to, I guess you, you could say. Um, and I only ever play, I only played Boulder's Gate 2 a little bit on like PS2, I believe that was on, right? Mm-hmm. Or Xbox. Might have been, I might have played it on Xbox, but I, I played it a little bit. So like I had like a vague idea of it, but nothing really. Um, I like it so far though. It plays really well on a controller, surprisingly. Um, trying to think what else, what else there is to say about it without like, cause, cause Rich, you plan on playing it at some point, right? I, it's, it's gonna be a long time from now. I'm staying away from any game longer than 15 hours for the first season. Oh, I mean, you can play this game in like 15, no problem. No, 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 I don't. No, you just have to uh, get all your characters killed. It's fine. Yeah, uh, no, that's not how, no, like, I, I do want to play it. I do eventually want to play it, but, uh, right now I'm trying I'm going to be 100% honest, and I don't want to bring this your whole segment about me. I am exhausted when it comes to games. Uh, I mean, you beating, you have played a lot of very long games over the last yeah. six months, I understand. Beating Final Fantasy 16 like, wore me out. That ending was great, it was fantastic, it Dude, was emotional, and it was just... Finishing Final Fantasy 16 was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You haven't <laughs> finished it. No, I have finished it, I haven't beaten it, there's a difference. Yeah. Um... But it's just so it's like at any game like I've played I've played and beaten a few games which that reminds me like well, I'll talk about it next week but I did uh the next part of we were here it was we were here too it was that asymmetric puzzler I've played a couple of games I've done remnant and it's just like games I'm just like I'm just tired I am just I need I need fun I need just chill uh which is why I, I dove into the game I dove into and I'm hoping that the next game I'm going to play is the same, which is going to be and they're little, not the same as in like fun, but like, or like calm and cute, but like fun and just different and short being way to just hijack my entire bit. No, 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 but I'm I'm getting, I'm getting to (laughs) your part. I know. Um, so it's just like, for me, when it comes to a game like Baldur's Gate, like I don't, I don't see myself putting, any sort of major amount of time into a game over the next like three or four months, with the exception of maybe City Sky. So like, yeah, I mean, obviously no, like oh, this per like main NPC character dies, but like just if, if spoilers are, are, I'm not going to remember in three months. I'm not okay. That that's fair. So uh, also did- hold on, real quick, Cobb. The old Baldur's Gate games did not come out on consoles. No, Baldur's Gate two did. No, it, you're thinking of Dark Alliance, which is an entirely different series. Oh, you're right. I, for some reason, I thought that was Baldur's Gate 2. But yeah, it was Dark Alliance. It, it, well, there is Baldur's Gate, 
Dark Alliance and Baldur's Gate 2 Dark Alliance, or Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2, but those are different than Baldur's Gate. Okay, that's fair. Those so are I played, those are Diablo I Dark Alliance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I'm like, wait, did they do a console version of the old I... Baldur's Gate? And no, they didn't. See, here's the thing I'm confused about Baldur's Gate. I could have swore Baldur's Gate 3 came out three or four years ago. So it's been no. in early access for about three years. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because I could have swore I saw somebody speedrun Baldur's Gate. Yeah, no. Like, so the, two years ago. The, it has been in early access since October 6, 2020. But, like, there were tons of things that were not available in the game yet. There were um, races and characters that you couldn't... Um, role as there were party members that you couldn't actually have in your party yet um a bunch of like like the romance options you were just talking about didn't exist like there was a lot missing that they put into it before it officially launched at the beginning of the month okay yeah so i'm i'm sending you guys a link uh now but yeah i watched two years ago i watched a Baldur's gate 3 developers react under six minutes speed and so I've just been, like, I thought I was in a Mandela Effect situation. I was just so confused with this game releasing, because it's like, I could have swore Baldur's Gate released a few years ago. And so, all right, now knowing that it was, like, it was an early access yeah. type Because thing, of how big it was, it was one of those games where they kept it in early access for a long time and kind of used the early access as, like, a, an extended beta test, almost. Mm -hmm. um, Drew, do you plan on playing it? Maybe. I actually, you would actually probably enjoy it just because of how much you like D and D. Yeah, um, which I think makes sense. Um, so I'll, I'll keep like any spoiler stuff as light as possible. Um, but there's some things that like to talk about. You kind of have to give a vague idea. Um, so when you start the game, you have your choice between it's like six origin characters that they that they call it, which are just like your pre made characters that you can eventually potentially recruit into your party. Um. And it's, like, one person of, like, each race and class, almost. Um, and then you... Or you have the option to just do a custom character. In which case, you can still recruit all those people to your party. And experience, like, their stories through their quest lines. But if you play as them, you experience their quest line as your story. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I did the, the custom character. Um, and it's a drow rogue. Um, oh, and, very original. <laughs> eh. Um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do um like physical or magic, and I decided to go like with something that was physical, just because I figured that would be a little bit easier to to manage. I'm I'm just poking fun because I've of I've known so many drow rogues, so, so I've never heard of drow, drow before. So yeah, I mean, well, it's so th that's some people some people don't like to use drow and. And even Duragar and other certain races, because it's a representation of racism of white versus black and everything, because it's the dark elf and they're shunned from society and they're oh, not are they supposed to be dark disrespected. elves? What's yes. that? I yeah. didn't realize they were the equivalent of like a dark elf. So like they definitely have that look to them. Yeah. So they're um they're basically just uh they they live underground and they're shunned from they're not shunned but people don't like them or respect them generally because they're. They're under under dark dwellers and underground dwellers, and so okay. In D and or in the world, people uh, who play D and D are like, well, this this class was started racist because black versus white. Um, but yeah. it's they're they're always I've I, like 
Drew, me, and you started our first D&D 5e campaign. We had a drow rogue. Uh, my second D&D campaign, the first time I, uh, I was DMing, I had a drow rogue. Like, I'm, I've seen so many of them, and it's just like, it's because it's <laughs> like, oh, it's the, it's the edgy, dark, stealthy, shady character in the night, and, and, and it's just like, it, yeah, I'm just making the joke of how original, yeah, because uh, that's, you see it that's all funny, like, I actually, I had no idea, um, like I said, I had never heard of, like, the drow before, like, I never noticed them in any of the stuff that I've read or anything, mm-hmm. um, because the other classes, like, there's human, high elf, half elf, dwarf, um, dragonborn, tiefling, I feel like I'm forgetting, like, one other halfling. option. And gnome. Oh, yeah, yes, halfling was in there. I don't remember if gnome was one of them or not. Should be. It's one of the... I, I would assume that they went with all of the starting classes, the general so, starting classes of, like, 5e. They may, like, but, there were a lot, it's weird, it's, it's a character creator where it both has a ton of options, but it's very limited on certain options. Like, it's got tons of, like, race and class options, but then your, um, your, like, appearance stuff is more limited, which is fine, because I usually just, like, randomize that stuff anyway, and will, like, pick and choose, like, colors for things if I, if I feel like it. Um, uh, elf, tiefling, drow, human, githyanki, dwarf, half-elf, halfling, gnome, dragonborn, and half Which is the githyanki thing, they're just orcs, aren't they? No, they're githyanki. I've never heard of those either, then. So, uh, I they thought are they look like orcs. Huh? They kind of look like orcs with, like, they're, the underbite. No, they're not orcs. They are, um, orcs are orcs. There are orcs in D&D. Um, Githyanki, I mean, that, I, I know that. They are, uh, basically, they're from the astral plane. They are, like, they're basically aliens, essentially. Like, they're, they're not of the prime plane, the main plane of where, of, of Baldur's, what is, where is Baldur's Gate? Actually, the forgotten realms. through forgotten realms, yeah, they're they're not of like that land of that earth of that planet. They're generally astral creatures. Okay, okay, um, but yeah, so so you have all that. You pick from that. You can create your own yada yada. Um, the game opens up with you on a mind flayer ship as the mind flayers are putting um little tadpole things into your eyes to turn you into mind flayers. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole, like, opening bit of the game is, um, escaping from the Mind Flayer ship while it's being attacked by dragons and various other things. Um, so, like, that whole bit was kind of neat. You, you find other characters that have had that same process to them. So, you kind of, like, team up with them to get through the section. And you then have options to team up with them once you're back on land, too, if you want to. Um, or you, you can also tell everyone to just go fuck themselves, which is kind of cool. Um, like, I've just been recruiting everybody because it's like, okay, well, like, I'm going to recruit you just to have you. Um, but like some of, some of them, they're, they kind of suck and I don't like them and I will probably never use them. Like the, the Githlanki or however you pronounce it. Um, that character sucks. Like, they're just kind of annoying. I don't plan on ever having them in my party unless I have to. What, what, what is their class and race? Um. Well, not race. What is their class? Uh, fighter. Man, fighters are great. Yeah, but this one sucks. You haven't used it. No, but I—I I mean, literally, the character sucks. Like, the character is not fun to be around. Oh, um, well, and like, force it, them to be fun. I had them in my party at one point, and they actually made like three different encounters harder than they had to. Like, not um combat encounters, like just character encounters harder than they had to be. And anytime I I have to like interact with them, they're just they're 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 bad to interact with in like every possible way. Um, but the, so far, at least, like I said, I'm still very early. Um. 
the the game does a really good job of being open and you can kind of do what you want, but also giving you very defined, like, here is your goal. Here is the thing you need to do. And, like, when you talk to people that have quests or just talk to people in general and can ask them about, like, your goal, um, the quest log is very clear with these possible side quests or whatnot may help you with your end goal of getting this weird tadpole thing out before you turn into a mind flare. Um, which one of my biggest issues with a lot of like open world games is they're too open. Like there's just not a lot of guidance on like where you should be going once you've done kind of everything you want to do. And that's where a lot of like the open world fatigue happens for me is I don't like, I don't like having too many options and not like a specific thing that I should be doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the little bit I've played of, like, Bethesda games, that's always the feel I get from them, is, yes, there is a, there is a, a thing you're supposed to be doing, but it kind of gets buried beneath all of the other stuff you could be doing, and it's just easy to get overwhelmed by all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's like any, honestly, in my opinion, any good RPG, you have the major overarching story that, like, you can just focus and do if that's what you want and that's your goal, but there's everything else that you can do because like you you play your character um the, it's the only thing that personally i think is lame is if you there's no time limit to how long you have to do some of these quests so like so, you can live for a thousand years in this game and still be able to find your dad and fall out free that i mean that that is fair um as far as boulders gate 3 goes though some things apparently may have like time constraints on them in weird ways um, I, I've seen stuff online where, like, people have, like, come up to things that they know are going to be, like, combat, like, like a party under attack or something like that. Um, but because they have just gotten out of a combat recently and haven't, like, healed up and everything, they do a long rest, which, when you do a long rest, it takes you back to your camp, it turns it into night, you go to sleep, you wake up, all that sort of stuff, um, and then you return to wherever you left off from. Um, and, like, everyone's dead because like the the bandits murdered the town or whatever overnight because no one was there to stop them because you got close enough to activate it but not close enough to initiate it essentially yeah, makes um, absolute sense and, and like that's, a, a, like that's how a D game would be if your character saw something happening in a town and it's like nah fuck it let's go have a long rest when you go back to that town that's sh- that shit still happened yeah exactly and it does it does the D&D stuff really well, I feel, um, without, like, I'm sure there are ways that you can break the shit out of this game. But at least, like, so far, like, when I go up and talk to people, almost everybody has at least a couple dialogue options the first time you talk with them. And depending how you interact with them, you may just get shut down very quickly or be able to kind of, like, keep going back and, like, talking to them about stuff. Um, but you almost, if it's anything that, um, if, it, if it's any sort of interaction that can have a more, like, lasting impact on the game. Um, you'll almost always get um, options for, like, persuasion or intimidate or, like, a specific um, race or class modifier. And it will pop up, like, with, like, what the um, the DC is and, like, what and all that and, like, a dice on the screen to click. And it'll show you all your modifiers at the bottom. And if any of your party members have things that they can um, add to it, you can click on those to, like, add stuff depending on what it is. And if, if you don't get the roll, it fails and... <laughs> things could go very badly for you. <laughs> um, there's one, like, mini quest at the, be- like, near-, near where I'm at at the beginning where 
um, you can, like, talk down people from killing a goblin um, that is being held prisoner. And then they leave, and then you can try and free the goblin by um, picking the lock on the cage. And when you do that, um, the goblin's willing to follow you out of the city and then lead you somewhere. Um, but in order to do that, you have to take them through the city. And if you're like me and you didn't have any sort of route planned because you didn't realize they were going to follow you after that, um, you just kind of start walking and hope for the best and get stopped by literally every citizen in the city um, ready to kill you for freeing the goblin. And you get a few options of lying to them, intimidating them, persuading them, like all that sort of stuff. And I just kept trying to lie to them. And I, I managed to get through, I think, six of them and succeeded every time. <laughs> but like one failure, and I, I'm pretty sure the entire town would have just attacked me. And it, it was a, it's a village full of, um, of tieflings and, um, druids. So like I was probably going to be dead with my three characters at level two. Um, but like it, it was neat that that was like an option. Like I could go up to every one of them and just tell them a lie or try and intimidate them. And as long as I didn't fail miserably, I, would be able to just move on and hope for the best. This is D&D, baby. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but, like, you know how, like, there are plenty of games that, like, use D&D as, like, the back-end rule set, but they don't let... Like, look at, like, older Bioware games, because, like, Baldur's Gate was a Bioware game. Um, Look at, like, your um, Knights of the Old Republics or um, Mass Effects, where they had that stuff in there, but nothing you did really mattered in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like... What people thought of you didn't impact anything in the actual game. It just kind of impacted, like, how many fights you would have to be in and um, what characters actually liked you. Yeah. Whereas in this, um, if you let somebody die or if you steal something, like, you might not be able to go back to this um, this area at all because you'll just become an enemy to them. Mm-hmm. And even, um, I didn't realize that drow are apparently, um, they're not enemies of goblins, I guess. Is that like a thing, or is that just a Baldur's but, Gate thing? No, that would I mean, seem to make sense. It, I well, that's uh, it's no one. I mean, it might it, it's dependent on your world, but it, it no one in the new rule set. No, no intelligent race is actually inherently good or evil. Um, or in, in like the more modern, I guess, in the more recent updates of the rule sets, no, no races. So goblin race, even orcs and goblins, they can be good and they can be accepted into society. So. Uh, I guess what I mean, not so much like good and evil in that sense. Um, it seems like because I am a drow, um, goblins almost like revere me. Like there's nothing else special about my character other than that they're a drow. And like I walked into a goblin camp, not knowing it was a goblin camp. And like you get like the, um, the perception check mm-hmm. and I passed it and it was just like you sense like enemies around or whatever. And when I called them out and they were goblins, they're like, Oh, you're a drow. Um, we're sorry. Like, feel free to stay. Do what you want. Like, we was won't it, hurt you. Was this before or after you rescued that goblin? Before. Okay. Then it could just be like a world or a Baldur's Gate thing. It might just be like yeah. something. New. Like it's I who knows? It's dependent on the world itself. I don't I don't know of any specific lore about drow and goblins being like like goblins looking up to drow. Okay, uh, yeah, and that that was more what I was I was wondering because yeah. I just I didn't know, um, but yeah, like like all that stuff's cool. Um, the combat is actually really hard to keep track of, though. I will say that. Um, it, I mean, it, it's D and D combat, so like they do the initiative roll. Um, each each player goes in turn based on initiative. You have like however much movement your character can make. Um, 
if there's any sort of um uh, what's the thing when you can't move as much because like um the ground is like uneven or what whatever difficult, difficult terrain. terrain thank you um if it's that like you have less movement um you have like your action your um your bonus action reactions like what have you um but the one thing that it's they don't do a good job with like tracking in combat is death saves so Everything else, like, it's very obvious, like, when it's a player's turn, what they're doing and everything like that. But, like, there's so much going on in, in like, a given combat, and you're controlling everybody, other than the enemies. Um, if one of your characters dies, it's, or, or hits zero HP, it's real easy to not realize that the death throw is happening, because it doesn't stop on them at all to, like, let you know that they're failing it. It just bypasses them completely and goes to the next player's turn. Mm. It doesn't uh, like show their their throw or anything like that. Not that I've noticed, and like I said, I I've played a little bit on the PC, um, on like my actual monitor, um, but I'll, most of what I've played has been on the Steam Deck. So it's entirely possible that on the smaller screen, I'm just missing like an indicator for it. But it's not nearly as obvious as everything else that gets thrown at you, because um, even when like a character is poisoned, it's very obvious when that character takes the poison damage. Um, but like I had, I had walked into one combat, not knowing it was a combat. Um, there were too many, many enemies. Um, it, they were, they were like teleporting spiders. They were fucking terrible. Um, they took out one of my characters early on and I didn't realize that that character like missed all their saving throws. Um, and I just ended up just reloading my last save because I, I was, if I got out of that fight, I wasn't going to get out of it safely. Like I'm, I was going to end up with like one character alive. Um, cause it was, it was an unfortunate thing where I found a well, I went into the well, I walked forward, um, and a bunch of spiders attacked me, and the spiders could teleport and climb, and the entire cave was spider webs, so the entire thing was difficult terrain. Um, so I, I was never able to really even hit the spiders. I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, um, magic just was not doing anything to them. And they are probably, I mean, if they're teleporting spiders, are probably something of fey nature, which means they have advantage on, on saving throws against magic. So that's probably part of it. I don't, I don't know what the spiders were that you were fighting. Um, but I mean, there, there are some people homebrew roles where the player doesn't make the death save, the end does. I mean, that's, that's fair. And it's not so much so, that like, it just sucks because it is D and D roles. And if your character dies, your character's dead as far as I was able to tell. I mean, you can, there's, I was looking it up, there's, I'm sure there's a way to revive or bring them back, maybe a quest line or something. Like it said, there's a way to revive them. Maybe you just need a high enough leveled cleric. I don't know. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Like, where I'm at now, like, the cleric that, that's in the party, she's super useful, but like, she just has like, I think I have two, two second level, um, spell slots, and I have like three possible healing magics, so like, mm-hmm. I can heal, but, like, I can't do much else beyond that. Um, and I haven't really hit anywhere that was selling items that would be good for healing. Because I haven't gotten to, like, an actual city yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, so it's one of those, exploring is free. But, like, there is always a chance that you're going to, like, walk down, like, a thing. And you don't really have a chance to, like, not initiate um, combat. If you are close enough, it just initiates combat and it gets started. Yeah. Um. And you, it does, so it does have, like, the ability, like, you can disengage, and I'm assuming if you disengage, you can, like, run away from the combat. But, like, I was also in, like, an underground cave. There wasn't really anywhere to run. 
Well, I mean, if it's anything like D&D rules, if you disengage, it means they can't attack you when you leave their, uh, when you leave their range. So then you can use your action and your movement to run as far away as you can and hopefully out of combat range and escape and then maybe stealth away and whatnot. I, like, I'd have to play the game to know the rules. But there's no, like, uh, if there's an encounter, like, well, I mean, it's a, it's a beast, so you can't really talk your way out of it. Yeah, so far, I have not gotten into any combat where I was... Actually, that's not true. There was one combat that I got into that very nearly killed both of my characters that I had at the time. That, um, it was with, like, two basically, like, grave robbers type of guys. Um, and I tried to talk my way out of it, and I failed a roll, and I did not get another opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it ha- just happened to be where the, there were two guys that were obvious, but as soon as the combat started, two of, two more of their friends came out, and their two friends, one of them ended up being a spellcaster, and the other one, like, a ranger or something. Um, so they were just destroying me with, um, ranged attacks. But, like, I got out of that one, alright. The spiders, though, the spiders were assholes. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it was like six spiders that were all level three, like my characters were, and just the four of of my characters. So like, and the, all the spiders had um, more health than any one of my characters. So it was probably just one of those like I was not at a point where I should have been down there, but I went down there like an idiot. Which like is cool. Like it's nice that the game just lets you kind of go places. Um, and it, it is good about saving, like. Quick saving is really easy if, like, you're kind of, like, going in an unknown area and you just want to be safe. But the game also, like, auto-saves a whole bunch. So if you just do something not realizing... It's very easy to fuck up in this game, mm-hmm. is basically the, the thing. Because, like, there have been... Especially with, um... Mouse and keyboard's a little bit hard. Like, it's easier to not fuck up because it's easy to just move your mouse over the thing you want to click on. But there have been a couple times with the controller. As much as I like the controller setup, um... I might walk up to somebody and, like, nudge the analog stick to target them, and they happen to move, and I just automatically target a thing next to them instead. And when I hit A, I then open that thing, and it happens to be, like, their private chest, so then they think I'm stealing from them. And, like, I got away with that once where I just, like, handed it back. I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to steal this from you. But uh I imagine, like, in certain situations, they might just attack me. And if that happens, like, I'd probably just reload the save because it's like, that wasn't even my intention. If I was trying to steal and I got attacked, that's a different story. But if I was, like, trying to talk to the person and it just, my input didn't happen right, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take the consequences from that. That's stupid. Yeah. But it's fun. I like it. Um, I can't imagine I'm going to get through it quickly, but I'll definitely, like, keep, like, plugging away at it on the Steam Deck, like, in the evenings and such. You'll probably beat Final Fantasy 16 before you beat that. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to 16. I'll, I will beat Pokemon Violet before I go back to that. Probably. Um, but Rich, how is, uh, Death's Door? Not a roguelite at all. You don't think That's, so? I, it's not! There is nothing roguelite about Death's Door. If you die, you just go to the checkpoint. You don't lose progress. You don't lose anything if you die. I don't know I what game sworn you were playing. I lost progress when I died. I mean, I don't remember you ever even talking about Death's Door. I remember you talking about um, uh, Ender Lily's Quietest of the Night. I don't remember you ever talking about this. That I did not play enough of it to talk about it. But, I played maybe like two hours of it. Yeah, no, you, you like there is the first boss you fight is a building, right? It's. I mean, I guess you can call that a boss, but yeah, like the first big enemy you fight is a building. Yes, there is no detriment to death. If you die, you just go to checkpoint. 
anything you did between when you when you reset anything you have done in that world is still done. There's no like, oh, I need to go save, I need to go back to the checkpoint. It is a Zelda game. Like, I could have sworn is... that it reset everything, but I also no. I played when it launched two years ago. Also, yeah, no, there is no uh, no no roguelite anything. There is no Souls like anything. It is just a Zelda game where you play as a crow, and it is adorable. And yeah, it's I, l- the... I love the art. I love the crow. I love running around as Burb. Um, so the Wikipedia page does list it as um, an action adventure game. Um, with mechanics and difficulty level likening it to Legend of Zelda and Dark Souls, and it is a sequel to Titan Souls. Titan Souls? Yeah, which I've heard the name before, but I don't know anything like about it. It's a, apparently never... it's an early example of a Souls-like. I mean, oh, you know, I've heard of Titan Souls. There's no way that this is a sequel to Titan. I think I actually might even have Titan. Same developer. Same everybody. Damn. Yeah. No, yeah, apparently this is a, it's a sequel. I feel like I have it. I'm going through. I'm at S. No, I Titan- yeah, I do have Titan Souls. I do. Well, there you go. After um, after that story, you can uh play the prequel. Maybe we'll see. Um, but no, but you're enjoying this- it. I am enjoying it. I I love running around as Burb. I think the combat is very fun and fluid. Um, I like the uh, like I I I like the story a bit. Like it's it's not really there. I mean, it's it's kind of a generic story, but I'm like, all right, now I feel bad for being a burb that got stuck in this situation. Um, I I am let down that there's no detriment to death. I am let down that it's just, oh, you go back to your checkpoint and then you have to move forward from there, but everything you did is already done. Like it's it's there are there are games that like it's kind of something with uh it's kind of like that with um Remnant Two. Remnant Two, there is no like in, and even in Remnant, if you die, you just die. You don't lose anything. You just go back to your checkpoint, and then you just have to do it again. It's an incredibly difficult game, um, and if you die, you don't lose your souls. You don't lose your money. You just go back to the checkpoint, and you have to move forward from there, which if you're dying, usually in, in, in Remnant, if you're dying, you're dying against a boss, and there's a checkpoint right before the boss. Um, it's kind of the same with Death's Door. If you're dying, you're dying in front of a boss. Um... Or you're falling down a, I mean, even if you fall down a, uh, a hole or, or like a, a, a drop, you just come back with one, with one mind, one less health. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm a little bummed out that there's like, that death doesn't mean anything. And so you can just kind of use that to your advantage to like, you know what? I want to get somewhere faster. I'm just going to die to get to the checkpoint and then go through the checkpoint to go into the doors instead of having to run back, go to the doors. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a a, a a a boring way to play a game, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the, I, but yeah, like like there's no stakes. That's the issue. It's there's no stakes. It's if I die, I'm like, all right, well, I died. Let me go just back into it and fight again. Um, but other than that, like I, I I I am very interested in the whole Metroidvania style of it. I love Metroidvania games. Um, I, I've only defeated the first main boss, the first, uh, giant souls boss. Um, and it, she reminded me of the witch from Spirited Away, I believe is the one. Yeah, I think it was Spirited Away. Maybe it wasn't Spirited. I can't remember which Miyazaki film had that ugly witch. It might not have been Spirited. I mean, Spirit, I think Spirited Away had like a witch. I think I can picture like who you're talking about, I think, and I'm drawing a blank on which movie it was too. I think it might have been Spirited Away. Oh no no no! Um, How's Moving Castle? 
it's probably Howl's Moving Castle, yes. Yeah, cause, well, because there is, like, the witch in that that curses um Sophie. But yeah, I'm, I, I might be wrong, too. So, like, they're suddenly kind of blurring no, together No, no, it's me. not. It's, it, that's, like, the big, that's, like, Lady Dimitrescu kind of big lady. Right. I can no. picture the face that, that I think you're talking about, though. Yeah. Um, let's look at Spirited Away. Yes, the, her. Absolutely. Spirited Away's witch. Like, the first boss reminded me of her. Um, it's got some, like, silly humor in it, which I enjoy. Uh, the, one of the first NPCs, or, like, the second NPC, third NPC that you meet, that, like, is along with you on your quest. Uh, he's a guy with a pot on his head, and his name is Pothead. Um, and he, that's how he introduces himself. He's like, yes, I am a man with a pot on my head, and my name is dot 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 Pothead. And I was just like, oh, he's my favorite now. Um... I haven't really encountered anything too difficult puzzle-wise. Uh, it's kind of just generally straightforward when it comes to, like, what you need to do here or there. Uh, uh, and it, it was it's very Zelda-like, where, like, it starts off, you have to shoot your arrows through fire to light things on fire. And then you get a fire right. ability, so then you don't have to shoot your arrows through fire. You can just use the fire ability. Um, Is that the... And I, I, oh, no, I'm, never mind. Never mind. I was just thinking of Tunic. I was about to ask you something about that game, and it, you you would have not had any idea what I was talking about. I mean, I played Tunic, and I beat Tunic last year. About um, it, this time last year. I was thinking of the um one of the early bosses in that game where um you had to use I want to say it was like a freeze bomb or something like that, or you Probably. got a freeze bomb. I don't know. I, it was it was long enough ago that I'm drawing a little bit of a blank too. Yeah. Uh, which Tunic was great. Tunic was amazing. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Death Door. I uh I I started playing it because it was a PS Plus game that I naturally downloaded onto Xbox Game Pass because it's been on Game Pass for like two years. Uh, but it was just like it was the fact that it was free on PS Plus. I was like, all right, well I guess I should play this now. I'd rather not have to turn my PS Five on to play it. Can, is it still on Game Pass? Yes, it is. Good. Um, it's just it's one thing that's funny is since I'm uh using the Stadia controller. And, uh, but I have, like, all of the plugins so that, like, it recognizes it as, recognizes it as an Xbox controller. For some reason, the game doesn't recognize my controller as an Xbox controller. And so, Didn't you have that problem before? No. Oh, well, I mean, I, before I, I installed the plugins to, to make my computer recognize that I did, but not since then, as far as I remember. Um, but, like, this is to the point where it, when it looks, when it recognizes my controller in general, it just for any of the inputs says none. That's so like, weird. it tells it like, here's how you roll: none to roll, or none to open the menu, or if you're in the menu, you use the bumpers to go between, or I think it's the stick, the the triggers to go between the different menu uh, uh, pages, and it's like none. And none on either side because it's left or right to go none. And it's, it's funny is what it is. I'm like, this is weird that it doesn't actually recognize my controller as an Xbox controller, even though everything else does. But like, at least I don't it's know. not as bad as the, um, the Stadia controller that it doesn't recognize the buttons as anything useful. It recognizes every input as a number. Yeah. So you just have to memorize like, oh, well, why is button four? Yeah. Drew, did uh, you ever try Death Store? No. They, that might be, like, in your, like, neck of the woods. Yeah, it's a free PS Plus game this month, so I let just me, added it to my library. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, that's you, right. I forgot about that. Let me tell you, you love, uh, 
uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Well, the first main quest of this game is Go Find Three Things, which is the first main quest in Link to the Past, if I remember correctly. It's the first main quest in almost every Zelda game. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that that is absolutely the first main quest in Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. job on you for knowing that. Yeah. I mean, well, like you said, it's the first main quest in every Zelda game. Uh, but yeah, it's like, like, it's, it probably, they probably took a lot of reference to, from like Link to the Past and Zelda games in general. Um, the, the combat is a little more faster paced, um, and, and like more fluid, like there's actual dodge and things like, like Link to the Past is a 30 year old game or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, you, I found really early on. I found a, a, a the second weapon or the, like the last weapon in your weapon slots, which was an umbrella that you can run around and the the crow uh, holds it over their head and it's open. When when he's moving around with them, when you attack, he closes it and attacks with it and then it goes back open over his head. It's adorable. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the game. I I'm only about three or four four or five hours into it. I'm not too far, but it's also I think it's a sub fifteen hour game. I don't even know how long how long to beat has for it. Uh, nine hours according to how long to beat for the main story. Fifteen hours for completionist. I don't know if I'll do completionist, but I'll at least do main and sides, uh, which is about eleven to twelve hours. So like, yeah, it's 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 good. It's cute. It's adorable. Um, and and I I, I it's it's got some decent humor, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, it. It is a good game. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't play a lot of it, but it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was just, it was one of those games where I had grabbed it on um, the PC Game Pass, and mm-hmm. I just don't play PC games long enough to finish them. Yeah, but it was, it was a good little game. Actually, knowing that it was a, I, if it was a PS Plus game. I definitely grabbed it, but I, I it is actively it is right now a today, PS Plus like, game. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like if it was, if it's a PS Plus game, I grabbed it because I grabbed the. August ones already. Okay. Actually, I'm going to double check just in case I didn't, and I'm thinking of July for some silly reason. You might, it, but it's uh, Tiger Woods 2K23 or whatever PGA Tour 2K23 and Dreams are the other games this month. Yeah, I have a bad habit anymore of I just go in out to my library and like I don't even pay attention to what they are. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did add these already. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, knowing that it's on on PlayStation, I'm it is something that I'm I'm a little more likely to maybe like dip back into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's good. You guys will probably both like it. I mean, I know I liked what I played of it at least. Well, you'll and probably like more of it. Don't tell me what I'll like. How about that? I I mean I I <laughs> I I'm not telling you what you. Like. I said probably. I'm not telling you what you like. I said you probably will like. It. Look, you're being really bossy, is what I'm saying. I'm not being bossy. I'm just saying. You Drew, what do you think? Is he being bossy? Like mm-hmm. I think you're being bossy. You don't even know what bosses is. My boss sucks, so maybe. <laughs> that's tr- that. That's fair. You've never had a good boss, have you? Uh, no, my past job boss, or at least my direct manager, was was cool. The like the president was kind of a dumbass. Uh, for some reason, I, I thought you didn't like your bosses at the last place either. No, I I liked my my manager at the last place. It was the other bosses that were. It was one other boss that was that sucked. But the rest of them were all pretty cool. And it was just, and it was like the the president did nothing. He did nothing to do to promote or increase revenue or like make the company better. He just kind of sat there and let everyone else do things. And I don't know. No one knows what he did. 
and he's had like four jobs since we shut down and he got laid off too. Damn. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about Death Store though? No. Um, no, not at the moment. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll have a beat next time we record, but probably not because I'm really only playing, I'm at the point of playing one game every, every, a different game every day again right now. So. Oh, well, good for you. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip the Pokemon thing for this week. Um, just we're gonna, it's already, it's, it's eight o'clock and I'm tired. It was a long day. Um, I'll save that for like next week or something. Cause it, it's something silly that I just wanna, wanna pick your brains about. Oh boy. You're gonna Don't forget. Oh boy it. me. No, cause You're it's still f- on the outline. So I can't forget if it's still on the outline for next week. But all you said is let's talk about Pokemon. You don't, you didn't say why you want to talk about Pokemon and what it is. So it's about Pokemon mysteries. Like, mysteries. is that a game? No, like, no, no, no. Like, um, a mystery in the Pokemon world. No, I fell down. I fell down a weird rabbit hole about like unsolved mysteries in the games and just like weird shit that like they seem to like put out there in the games, like they were going to matter and then they never do. Oh. Um, or even like like certain things like um like in gold the original gold gold and silver Celebi was never available. Um, it was only ever released in Japan. So there's that um there's that little shrine in the one forest for it. That's still in the English games, but there's nothing for it. But in the re-releases, the Soul Silver and Heart Gold, you can actually get the GS ball to go put in that shrine to then battle Celebi. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like a silly one, but no, like, um, I think it's X and Y, there's a ghost girl in it, where like you come out of an elevator and this like girl just comes walking out of the wall, very cryptically says, Oh, you're not the one or something like that, and then like disappears. Yeah. Um and like it's never brought up again, but there are a bunch uh in every game since then, there has been like a like quote unquote ghost girl somewhere in the game, usually not one that you interact with like that, but like just like a random like character that will pop up for like a split second in a scene and then be gone the moment after. So just weird shit like that. Um but I'll make a list actually for next week because I, I it just came up today because I was reading stuff about it. Um and Maybe pick your brains and, and see what your thoughts are on it next week. Teaser okay. for next week. Sounds good. Um, anything else either you guys do want to talk about? Nope. Rich? No, we're good. All right. Well, in that case, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us every dollars, though, go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, other places, I'm sure. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All those things help a whole bunch. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what's your streaming stuff look like? Uh, Twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts. Or you can find me on Kick and on YouTube as well. Live streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, we're playing just a bunch of different games. Mondays are generally going to be uh, Death's Door or maybe uh, Enter Lilies. Uh, Tuesdays are going to be uh, co-op games with Timmy, uh, as long as he doesn't uh, overbook himself like he did this week. Uh, Thursdays, Sea of Thieves, and Sundays are a variety streams of me playing whatever the hell I want to play. Um, just a little uh, a teaser, or not teaser, or a or, uh, little... little continued promo uh i am doing uh uh i'm figuring out and setting up some 
uh, subscriber incentives, like for different uh, streams. So as long as we reach that subscriber number on each platform, that platform will get those bonus streams. Uh, for instance, right now, we only have Twitch that can get subscribers. So if we get five subscribers throughout by the end of the month, Twitch will get a retro stream next month. Um, nowhere else will. And I, I'll have to plan that out and not Twitch on the other platforms. So if you want uh, your platform of choice to have that uh, those bonus streams, be sure to subscribe and um, have your friends follow me on those channels. All right. If you, um, do me a favor, Rich. Um, if you have a, if you have time between tonight and tomorrow, can you send me preferably an email because it'll be a- easier to copy um, a list of, like of the links to all of your different like channels and socials and stuff? Yeah. Um, I ca- I've been meaning to do this for a while, but I- I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Cool. All right, and with that, we will be back. Ne- we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.